if you could be getting in your Bibles to uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And uh, what I'm going to be discussing today will be the topic of God has us where he wants us to be, the living among the dead. Chris uh, Burchell was supposed to be preaching this week, and then they had some family members uh, come down sick, and then Kevin's not feeling well, so uh, we ended up uh, talking to me about doing it. And uh, God's had this on my heart for a while, especially for what's going on in the world right now. So we'll be reading again out of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and we will read uh, verses 1 through 6. But all this I laid to heart, examining it to all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know, both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner, and he who swears is he as who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Also the hearts of the children of man are full of evil and madness is in their hearts while they live. And after that they go to and after that they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. Maybe seated. You know, in, in verse one of uh, this chapter we see that life and death is in God's hands. It says how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hands of God, whether it is love or hate, man does not know, both are before him. We're all appointed a time to die, whether you're a righteous person, whether you're a, an evil per person. We all share that same fate, and that's death. But a part of that same fate is we're all in God's hand. God knows when our time is. We have no clue. In verses 2 and 3, it says, It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner. And he who swears is as he, as he who shuns an oath. You know, in verse 3, goes on to just go over that. No matter how righteous you are, and how evil you are, death is coming for us all. Um, and in verse 4, I love this, this quote in there. A living dog is better than a dead lion. You know, at first when I read that, I was like, what in the world does that mean? A living dog is better than a um, dead lion. Well, you look at a, a dog, that's considered like the low-end creature, you know, that we think of a dog as, you know, it's not much. But when you think of a lion, it's this mighty creature. But yet the dog is considered here better than that dead lion. And the reason why that dog is better than that dead lion is because that dog still has life. No matter how mighty you are in this life, once you die, 
it all goes for nothing. But as long as we have life, we have a purpose. And we as Christians, we have this purpose, and that purpose is to spread the gospel of Christ to all that are in this world. And right now, we're seeing a world in turmoil. We've seen a world that is um, just upside down. We see what, what is evil is good and what's good is evil amongst their eyes. We've seen everything that we've once known just be no more. But that doesn't mean we don't have a purpose. You know, that a living dog is better than a dead lion. That, that shows our um, evangelical qualities that we need to have to those that are still alive. You know, Paul in Philippians 1, 21 through 30, we see that he was torn between life and death. You know, he says it is, it's, it's better for him to, to live or to die. What is better? But to live is Christ, but to die is gain. But he knew that the reason he had to stay was for the other believers, for the other people that were with him because he knew they needed him. And just like us, we're here in this life right now. We don't understand why we're here going through this. We got a lost and dying world out there who are going to hell. We're alive with Christ, and we need to be out there witnessing to them people. In um, Luke 16, verses 19 through 31, we see an example of a dead lion. And many of us know this story, and I'm going to read through it real quick. But it's the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And I'll start at verse 19. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's tables. Moreover, moreover, moreover even then the dog came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, he was being in torment. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus, in like manner, bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And then uh, this next part I really want you to pay attention to. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send, me, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham. But if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced of someone if they should rise from the dead. We see the example here of a dead lion who, who uh, the rich man, he was a rich and powerful man. He died and went to hell. And then he realized all of a sudden that's not where he wanted to be. And he was begging for mercy and forgiveness uh, to, to send the, the, the poor man to go and uh, warn his father and his family about it, about what, what awaits them. But God didn't allow that to happen. 
Because once you die, there is no more chance to warn your family. There is no more chance to tell others about Christ. A dead lion is worthless, but a living dog is better than that dead lion. In um, Ecclesiastes 9, we're going to read in verses 11 through 12. It says, again, I saw that under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge. But time and chance happen to them all. For man does not know his time, like fish that are taken in an evil net, and like birds that are caught in a snare. So the children of man are snared at an evil time when it suddenly falls upon them. Without our hope in Christ, it doesn't matter where we are in our life. Death will find us. The examples it gives, like the, the fish being uh, snagged in the net. You know, fish just swim along, and all of a sudden the net grabs them up and takes them off. The other example it gives of the, the bird being cra um, caught in a snare. It doesn't... The bird's flying along, doing its thing, and then it's caught and trapped. With all this going on in this world right now, with the fear of a coronavirus, with the, care, with the fear of um, our rights being taken away in this country, with the fear of everything going on, we don't have a clue when our end is. You know, you could get the you could get sick, get the coronavirus, and not be here tomorrow. You could get the flu, not be here tomorrow. We could pull out of this parking lot, have plans to go home and do a barbecue with our family, and get an accident right out there. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what today holds. We don't know what an hour from now holds. But if we have Christ, we have hope to know that our future is secure with Him. We have hope to know that no matter what. We're going to be taken care of, but there's also people around us that we know are lost and don't have Christ, that need Christ. And we can't wait until I'll tell them at this time, or I'll tell them at this time, it'll be too late. And then they'll never know. Um, verses 13 through 18, I want to read. I'm getting almost done. I have also seen this example of wisdom under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city with a few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it, building great siege works against it. But there was found in it a poor, wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no one remembered that poor man. But I say that wisdom is better than might, though the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. The words of the wise, heard and quiet, are better than the shouting of a ruler among fools. Wisdom is better than the weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. We see here um, the city was getting besieged. And what, what happened? We had this small, eager man was able to save this city because of the wisdom he had. Well, what, what does that pertain to us? What wisdom we, do we have? We hear in the Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
And then in uh, Proverbs uh, 15.33, let me get that one. I forgot to write that verse down. It says, the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom, and humility comes before honor. The wisdom we have as Christians, as brothers and sisters of Christ, should be the fear of the Lord. When we're told to do something, we need to do it. When we're told to um, go out in the community and tell others about Christ, we should be doing it. When we have lost family members, we should be doing it. Because we do not know when our time is done. Um, you know, I think how, how short time is. I remember when my mother passed away, my, uh, my grandmother had been sick for a long time. Nothing wrong with my mother. And I remember getting that call from my brother, and he was just in tears. And I said, Grandma's gone, isn't she? No. Dad? No. It was Mom. She was killed in a car accident. We don't know when our time is up. Mom was doing good. She had beat a lot of health issues. She was doing good. But her time was up. But the thing about my mother was she never wasted no opportunity. She was constantly in prayer for each one of her family members. She was constantly spreading Christ to everyone. She didn't waste that opportunity. And that, that really humbled me because it, it put a fire under me to not waste any opportunities that I have. So my question to you, I guess, would be, what are you going to be? Are you going to be that living dog that tells others about Christ? Are you going to be that example of... Uh, Paul, who, even though it would be better to die because he was going through all that abuse, the beatings, the imprisonments, that's what he was wanting. But he knew that life was better for his uh, fellow believers so that we could reach others for Christ. Or are you going to be a dead lion? One that just amasses fortunes here on earth, that uh, we have this big house, we have a... Uh, this nice cars, this nice things, and that's what society is telling us to do. They're, they're, they're trying to get us to be dead lions. But that's not what Christ wants us to be. He wants us to be a living dog among dead lions. So I pray that um, as you go throughout the week, don't waste no opportunities that God's given you with your family, with your friends, co-workers, whoever it is. Be that living dog among the dead lions. And don't waste any time that you have. All right, Leanne. Um, so my prayer is um, just take advantage of the time we got because we have no clue how much we got left. We're going to do just a short altar call. Um, again, we ask that you just be praying for the Thompson family. They, they still need a ton of prayer. They're... Uh, they're getting over whatever mess they had. I don't think they ever got a definition of what it was. Uh, be praying for each other, for Kevin and his family, uh, the Rochelle family. Uh, we've had other people that have been sick in the church recently. Uh, you see our numbers down a little bit, partly with the 4th of July, but with sickness, is a ton of it. So uh, just be praying for each other and just be mindful of uh, what our mission here is on earth.